I'm Katie. I'm Josie. And this is Something Spookish. This is a very exciting episode. Yay! We have people that are writing us stories. Thank you for writing us in your stories. God bless your soul. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We've been asking, oh my gosh, it's been like five months. We have stories and I'm so excited that you put the time, the effort to talk to us about your experiences. Oh my goodness. We appreciate it because we know that that takes a really long time. Yeah. To write those in and it can be nerve-wracking because you're like oh this is really personal so we really really appreciate it you guys we're um very excited to share the stories that we have for you today and so i believe we have a total of three listeners who have written in their stories mm-hmm. and they're all really good oh my gosh so we're gonna we're gonna spread the love and continue on these eerie encounters because i think we're going to try to get away from the in-person interviews with eerie encounters because it is the logistics. Very tricky. <laughs> it's really hard to get that all worked out. Plus now, if we can read these stories, uh, it'll give us more of an opportunity to do that and to get your guys' stories out there. Yep. So, And then you and I can actually like go through them together, which we haven't been able to do. I know. I've been getting surprised, which you've, you've right. had some interesting ones. As have you. And so... But I always wish that you're there. I know. Now you're here. We're here. We're here. We can read them together. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Strap in, because this is uh, Eerie Encounters from our kick-ass, amazing listeners. And uh, here we go. You guys are awesome. Ready? And enjoy. Quick warning. I have dyslexia. (laughs) Do not judge me. And I love you. You do great. I'm sorry. You do great. Ahead of time. Yeah, no, no, no. That's right. You're allowed to make mm, two, two mistakes. mistakes. Two mistakes I give you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this first story comes to us from Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. We love you. We appreciate you. All right. So Kelsey writes, hello, ghouls. See what you did there. We see what you did there. And I love it. Oh, yes. Indeed. My name is Kelsey, and I'm from a small town in Florida called Amelia Island, full of pirate culture and haunted history. If you ever need content, I definitely recommend looking it up, which we will do. Uh, It's very relative to St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in America, supposedly, which is also very haunted in general. Anyway, I'll get to my story. This may be long, but I'll do my best to get to the point, lol. We love long. Yes, the more details, the better. I knew from a very young age that I was different. When I was three years old, my parents and I lived in a little old house with no central heat air, so we relied heavily on the window units. Looking back, I can't imagine as Florida heat is no joke. But anyway, because I was so young, I don't remember much other than being petrified of sleeping in my room. I hear that. Yeah, same. I can recall the constant heavy feeling of others being in the room. Being scared of the dark as a child is common. As a mama to three children now, I try to decipher whether it was true torment or just a needy toddler. Maybe both. Maybe both. Probably both. However, 
One night, the three of us were on a mattress in the living room as it was the dead of winter, and we only had one space heater. After my parents had fallen asleep, little me snuggled in between them. I remember being awoken by an elderly woman. The unfamiliar woman was wearing what appeared to be a long nightgown and was crouched under our dining room table, beckoning me to her. Oh my God. Nothing crouching. No, no. Women should not be crouching under tables. Especially in, oh my God. And no. Excuse you. Don't beckon me. How dare you? Ugh. Ugh. I felt frozen. Yet I remember trying to stop myself and trying to scream, but I couldn't. The next thing I know, my dad awoke and broke the invisible clutch she had over me. He yelled my name and ran to me as I hugged my knees under the table, crying uncontrollably. So you made it to the table. Yeah, she got all the way to the table where the woman was. Oh my gosh. He grabbed me with a terrified look in his eyes. By the time my mom was wide awake, begging for an explanation of what the hell was actually happening, there was a lady, an old lady, and she just left. I was quotation, so ah. I'm, I'm assuming that's what little Kelsey was saying. That I assume so. Yeah. Oh. By this point, the fact that my invincible father was scared to death made everything so much scarier. It was real. He saw her too, and according to him, she just left through the back door after he rushed to my aid. So she, that makes it sound like she was a real person and not like just a spirit. Maybe maybe he's a little sensitive as well, though. Maybe that because he could see see her. That's my question: is was it a spirit or was it like a crazy person in your house? Oh God! Because if he because when he says uh, he, that he saw her leave through the back door, theoretically one would have to open the back door. I'm oh, not. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Because when I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is definitely a really malicious spirit. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either way. Yeah, I'd rather have none. And when you're that little, how are you? Like, either way, whatever is beckoning to you, horrifying. One, when you see, like, your savior, like, the invincible person in your life get scared. Oh, my God. Game over. You're like, okay. And now I'm traumatized. Yeah, we're all in it now. Mm. Uh, She goes on to say, although I'll never know what she wanted with me. I don't dare ponder the thought too hard. That's fair. Here we are pondering too hard. Too hard. (laughs) She may have been harmless, but for three-year-old me, it felt so dark. My parents still talk about this incident occasionally. That definitely makes it sound like it was a physical human. That's interesting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Trying to kidnap you. Yeah, ghost or kidnap. This is not okay. That's all bad. And if your parents still talk about it, they're like, no, there is definitely There's someone trying to take oh you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're okay. Thank you for being okay. Oh, Lord. But wait, there's more. Oh, next, she oh. says. I'm 10 or 11 at this point. Typical preteen with Josh Hartnett. You know who that is? Uh, I, I do. I forget, though, because I, too, am in my 30s, and I, and I think I had I think I had other posters. And Ben Affleck posters, love me some Ben Affleck. There we go. <laughs> On my millennial walls. Except for the fear of the dark thing I had going. Not sure that's typical of a preteen. So one night, I laid in bed trying to get past my fear, begging all the heavens to just let me fall asleep. But I couldn't. 
Something was just off. It felt like I wasn't alone. I was certain if I didn't cover my entire body under the covers, something would grab me. God forbid if my foot were to slip off the edge. Eek! Yes, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I know that feeling. Keep your foot in the in the vehicle at, at all, all times. times. <laughs> I remember laying with my eyes closed, silently just repeating, Mama, oh, love, in my head over and over. After about 30 seconds of doing this, my mom walks into the room. Genius. So you should be repeating that because you called on the people that you need, either internally or, vo- or vo- vocally. That's amazing. Yeah, she knew. Kelsey, did you call me? Do what? How'd she know that? Oh, I just freaked out too. Yes, yeah, see, <laughs> I was, I was even before you read it. <laughs> no way. Yeah, what? That was like a mama's psychic connection to her child. That's amazing. Uh, I never once said it out loud. I was far too embarrassed to be afraid of the dark at this point. Did I manifest that? Or was it just a mother's sixth sense? Once again, I'll never know. I try not to cultivate too much energy into these things, as I'm too scared of what the outcome will be. Although, your podcast has me feeling much braver. Aww, Aww. thanks, Kelsey. (laughs) You're awesome. We're scared, too, so I don't blame you. I I feel like you and your mom have a good good connection for her to come. For her to, like, hear you somehow, like, in her mind. Oh, she definitely, you, Kelsey, you definitely put out some feelers, some energy, and I be- I think being related, that connection is a lot stronger. But also, she was probably like my daughter. Yeah. You're just like, oh, let me just go check. Maybe she just had a feeling. Yeah. Maybe she thought she heard something. But it was absolutely your intention yeah. in putting that out there that, that made that connection, I, I think. I agree. Uh, I love to hear what you guys think. Oh, that, oh there hey, you go. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, maybe I am a psychic. You're getting ahead of the game over here. I know. I'm kicking ass. There you go. Well done. Jeez. Uh, I don't plan on proofreading either, because then I probably won't send it. I feel that. You crushed it. Anyway, thank you for all the hard work and making weirdos like me feel semi-normal. Plus, all the content is super engaging. Looking forward to more. Kelsey. Kelsey, thank you so much. That was amazing. That was amazing. God bless you. Uh, yeah, I think you definitely have a little bit of a sense that you can call on people. And then, oh, my God. That's horrifying. Your first story was, like, truly chilling. Who just crouches under a table? I hope that's a spirit. Otherwise, I, too, was, like, hoping it was a spirit. Because if it's a living human, that that makes it, like, a lot worse. <laughs> like, a lot worse. <laughs> a woman in a nightgown crouching under your table beckoning to you that is a that's a horror movie wait for some reason more so than if it was a spirit because that's like something a spirit would i don't do. like when anyone i know beckons me i'm like fuck you don't beckon me josie yeah no no hither no <laughs> don't do it especially if i didn't know someone oh god and it was at nighttime and, and they were child. crouching under my table oh my god lordy that's not as harrowing and very scary and, and we really you, appreciate would you let us know would oh. you let us know if it was a ghost or would you let us would you clarify would you Kelsey? clarify because now i gotta know both ways are horrible and i won't have closure anyway because it's all scary but i do i am curious and then just god bless you keep on keeping on you're kicking butt kicking butt oh my gosh kelsey 
keep being amazing. Thank you for writing in. Oh my goodness. Goodness. All right. My next spooky story is from a fabulous listener that uh, we are going to refer to as Echo, which I love. Very cool. Very cool name. Um, So Echo wrote in a couple stories that are pretty chilling. I think you will agree. Okay. Yeah. And just like a shout out. Hello. Thank you for writing in. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you so much. And um, without further ado, and I love how I love how they start today. My favorite spooky spirits. Oh, hi. Hi. Hello. Oh, my God. Spooky spirits. I bring you a couple tales from the depths. Oh, isn't this already quite something? Yeah, go into the depths to bring those back up. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And he says, these are just a few of the most recent things that have occurred to me. Yes. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my family, my parents, my brother and sister, own tiny, our tiny chihuahua, and a small, ferocious lovebird. When you enter, you're in a tiny hall with the dinner table straight ahead, with, um, straight ahead along with the living room, a kitchen entrance immediately on your right, a space for the coats with a hung mirror on the left, as well as another hall on the left with the master bedroom straight ahead. A room on the right and a bathroom on the left. And in the living room, I have a curtained off section where I reside. Oh. So now you have like an idea about the space. Uh Uh-huh. My space is also next to another entrance to the kitchen. It helps to, to show how small this place is. Last Saturday, I decided I would have a drink while I played some video games. And I ended up spilling my drink. And when I cleaned up, I left the empty roll of paper towels on the floor. I have a chair on the center, um, in the center with a small Arctic air AC to blow fresh air at me. The paper towel roll got stuck um, on the leg of the chair. I've gone all week with it there. I've had our dog Snoopy. Oh, <gasps> Snoopy. Hi, Snoopy. <laughs> I've had our dog Snoopy in the room. I've had the fan on full blast with my tiny AC on. Even... Mango the lovebird. Mango! <laughs> Even Mango the lovebird has been in here, and that role does not move. Okay, so, like, we're sure. Like, okay. There have been, been pets. There's been AC. It's not moving. Well, after I showered yesterday, I'm sitting on my bed, drying my hair, and I hear a knock on the wall behind me, and something start rolling on the floor. Mm. I look down, and the damn paper towel roll is just rolling across the floor and stops when I look at it. Oh, no, 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 no. What? I hate when things stop when you give it attention. I'd be like, like, isn't that what you wanted? It was trying to be sneaky. Don't you want me to look at you if you're making all this? Oh, my gosh. It was trying to go, and then it was like, oh, someone's someone's looking. It caught me. Uh, so me thinking I probably had the hairdryer aimed at it or something, um, mm-hmm. I decide, hey, I'll prove it. Good call. And I aim the hairdryer at the roll. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, that sucker does not want to move. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I shrug, grab it, and in the trash it goes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You are now a cursed paper towel roll. Yep. Out of my room you go. Yep. Not needed anymore. Ah. 
Um, okay, well, that would be sufficiently frightening for me alone. And did you say yesterday? This was, I think this was recently. That's a very recent thing. Yeah, he, they, uh, let's see. Echo says last Saturday. Oh, my um, goodness, Echo. So this was very recently. Okay. Yeah. Ah. We need to send you some smoky quartz or something. <laughs> send you some good vibes. Get yourself some smoky quartz. Smoky quartz, yes. Any kind of black stone that you can get your hands on might be good. Oh, wow. Yeah, but then there's 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 more reason uh-huh. that Echo's going to need these things. Okay. And they say, okay, that was the appetizer. <gasps> yeah. Alien appetizer. For... Thank you for the warm-up. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're ready for a meal. They say, because that it is when I did my just, skim. Just the way that you say that, I'm so ready for a meal. We're so ready. I'm ready to feast. The n- <laughs> feast on the meal <laughs> with my ears. Um, the next dot, dot, dot thing, which I agree. I'm like, what do we, what would you call such a happening? Yeah, fair enough. So this happened about, th- about three-ish months ago. So I like... Anything, uh, I like anything and everything supernatural. Same. Same, Zs. Um, I have an altar where I do ritualized prayers every day and leave small offerings to the goddess and spirits, which I dedicate myself to. Aww. That's awesome. I've always been fascinated with the afterlife, death, spirits, and all that good stuff as uh, far back as I can remember. And I've always tried to contact spirits. Well, on this particular day, I was listening to a magical practitioner slash scholar talk about a practice that you can do to help uh, to help yourself get in touch to uh, sorry to help you get in touch with yourself. Mm-hmm. There we go. Makes sense. Um, and help you get in touch with your intuition and to help with visualization. Oh, that sounds really cool. So cool. Yeah. He said that an easy trick is to start with a place that you're familiar with. You know, your home. Um, picture, so the exercise is picture your home in your mind. Try to see every detail you can, and when you're confident, to try and walk through the home with your eyes closed and try not bumping into things. Oh man, would I fail at that. (laughs) Oh man, that would be so hard. That's an interesting practice. That's a good little tool. It would definitely be a good practice. Hmm. Yeah. For visualizing, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Very, very challenging, I imagine. After a while of practicing this, not only will you know the layout of your home, but it will help you with visualizing aspects as well as how your body reacts and the way it signals to you in the most subtle ways, which in turn are supposed to help you be more in tune with your intuition slash gut feeling. This is really interesting because we've just been running into a lot of that. Like um, practices like that? uh Mm Uh-huh, like just being aware of the senses that are coming up. I really like this exercising that Echo's describe this exercise that they're describing because it would, it would force you to rely on your ability to visualize Mm -hmm. in your mind and on your other senses like your gut. That, I think that's a great idea. Hmm. It would definitely take some bravery. Because, oh man, would I bump into stuff, <laughs> fall down a stair or two. <laughs> yes, that would be my issue. <laughs> uh, so then Echo says, so my smart ass was like, hey, I know what to do. I'll try this in the middle of the night. That way, 
There's no noise to confuse or distract me, and there won't be anyone awake that could manipulate the environment in any way, and since it's supposed to help you get in tune with yourself, thus energies, well, maybe I'll send something, you know, you never know, and that seems reasonable to me. I agree. That seems reasonable. I agree. I also agree. I'm still scared of the dark, so I would be scared, but... You're way braver than me, because yeah. yeah, now you're adding darkness on top of it. Ah. <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> like, if you're already aware that there might be energies in your home, then that would be a good way to try to get in touch with seeing if you can sense them. Sensory. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good idea. I support. Then Echo says, so I wait. And it hits 1 a.m. My dad's the last to go to sleep. I wait until 2 a.m. Make sure everyone is asleep. I do a small meditation, really trying to mentalize how the layout of my home is. That's good. Like, yeah, probably trying to practice a little bit. Mm -hmm. For sure. Before you actually try the walking. I decide to try and make it to the bathroom. Should be easy enough, right? Go through the kitchen. Then it's two halls and the door on the left. Easy. Right? In theory. In theory, sure. I close my eyes and start to walk. I bump into absolutely everything, feeling like a complete dummy <laughs> when I get to the bathroom. That's okay. You know, it's your first go-round. That is to be expected. Yeah. Um, they say, over here, rubbing my elbows like, dang, I really just did that. <laughs> Uh, so I use the bathroom, I close my eyes, take a deep breath, tell myself I have got this. I know all the spots after bumping into everything. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I walk down the hall, I turn, I walk down the other hall, enter the kitchen, then boom, I run straight into the wall of the kitchen instead of entering my room. Dang it. You know what? Again. You tried. But you're going the opposite way now, so it's really not the same. It's very difficult. It's going to take you probably a good hundred times of doing this. To... Uh, whoa. Seriously. You, you know what, actually? Just knowing you and feeling you in the story, Echo, ten times. And you're probably there. Three you and Yeah, three times. Three you, times. You and I will probably need like a hundred Oh my gosh, we would die. But I think Echo's got this. Echo's got this. Okay. We have every every bit of faith in you. I rub my face and I open my eyes. When I open my eyes, there is a head right in front of me. No body. Uh, Just a floating head. Uh, Where there would normally be a neck connecting to the body, it's all faded. So it looks like a floating head. It's all um, white, bright light with no hair, and it's right in front of me, uh. so close that when I open my eyes and see it, I can feel the breath on my face. Ah. When it says hi in a low-toned voice, smiles ah. and disappears. Ah. Oh my god. Don't say hi. Of all the things to say, just hi. What are you smiling at? Don't smile at me. Hi. You Were you say, watching me walk around in the dark? Like, what? what is happening? Are you just laughing at me? You couldn't at least help guide me? Yeah. So I didn't run anything? Now you're just, you're just being spooky and where's rude? Your, where's your hair? Where's your body? 
Oh, that's a great. <laughs> that's a much better question. Oh my God, I would fucking shit myself. It's fine. That That's me. That's me saying that. Um, okay, so now it's uh, Head has smiled and said hello and has disappeared at you. They, Echo says, all this happened so fast. I slightly freak out. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely reasonable. I slightly freak out because it was very like jump scary, but I thought it was, <laughs> but I thought it was so cool. Wow, oh you are God, very cool headed. I love that. That, <laughs> that is the correct reaction, I think. No, I would I, die. I, no, I, I, I vibe with that. I feel like I'd be like, what? And, and all right. And that is what it is. That's what I saw. Great. Maybe it would be cool. As long as it doesn't come back. I think you'd be able to sense too, like if it was like uh, malevolent or like just like hanging out. And then that probably would determine if it's like frightening or if it's cool. Oh, and so apparently this was kind of cool. So I would say maybe it's not that mean okay. of a spirit. Yeah. It could be wrong. Echo. But, you know, it sounds know. like they were like, hey, I'm watching you. I'm watching you walk around. You opened your eyes. Hey. Hey. Bye. <laughs> is what it seemed to do. It's efficient. It's there for a show. Wants to see you run into things and then it's out of there. And it's like, oh, you saw me. Might as well say hello. Yeah. Not, but, not that fun anymore. And then it's going to fade away like, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Um, I say what the fuck over and over and over again, followed by never do that again. That was awesome. And I hope I see you again. But geez, man, not in my face like that. This is not not like this again. What the fuck? And then... Um, and I laugh, and as I go to bed, laughing because of how crazy it all seems. Oh, wow. I'm really proud of you for setting boundaries. Those yeah. Those are some, like, awesome, awesome to set boundaries right away. Yeah, like, that was cool. Thank you for showing yourself to me. Please don't do it that way again. Mm-hmm. But also, that was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. note. That was That's a really good way to talk to that side. Let them know your boundaries. A way to handle it like a champ. Like a champ. Like you've been here before. That's right. Not like me, right? I can hardly handle a tap on my voice recorder. Oh my god. Yeah. <coughs> it's not COVID. <coughs> Get it out. I've been doing this coughing thing lately, but mm. without being sick. Now, my spooky spirits. Oh. You get us. You get us. Thank you, Echo. Now, my spooky spirits, a little more backstory. This is an event that took place about six months prior to the event you just heard. There is such a big gap between these two events because during that said six-month hiatus, I had to really think about what I was doing because something left me truly shooketh. Mm-hmm. This is that story. Get ready. This takes place last year during summertime. I had just gotten comfortable with where I was at with my knowledge on the occult and on ceremonial magic. I had gotten a book called The Lesser Key of Solomon. This book talks about the, um, I'm sorry if I say this wrong, goetic demons that King Solomon had come in contact with. And it's not the first time that I had read about these demons and what they do but this book took me more in depth on the how on the how-tos and the wins and hows of stuff. 
It's a book that helps with conjugations of spirits. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like you're already, you're a little familiar with it. Um, I've not heard of this book, but I'm not very familiar. I have. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this book shows the prayers that should be recited, the seals of the demons, the days and times of when to conjure, etc. I had finished going through the book and one specific demon kept popping up and kept getting my attention. Oh, which one? Do you want me to say the name in your closet or not? I've already said every name in my closet. You might as well keep it up. All right. It's not like it's getting any worse in here. Tossing it back into the corner. Yeah, chuck it in that corner up there. Sweet. Um, Okay, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to say, I actually think I know how to pronounce this. I could be wrong, but here we go. It's a a Duke of the East called Agaris. Hmm. You heard of this? I have not heard of this one. Mm, Me neither. I feel like I've heard of a plant. Or like a mythical um, object called the fly agaris. Why do I? Why I don't. I don't know. But but yeah. So that's how I feel like I know how to pronounce that. But I could be wrong. Please excuse me if I pronounced it wrong. But he is depicted as either a small old man or a Uh, handsome youthful man. Tricky. He rides upon a crocodile. What? And has a hawk on his left arm. Whoa. Well, that's kind of cool. This is a different depiction of a demon than I'm used to. That's probably why I haven't heard about this one. This one sounds, well... He'd be riding crocodiles and shit. That's next level. That's next level kind of stuff, I'm saying. If you come in with a crocodile, like, that's... I'm listening. (laughs) Say more. Do tell. I decided to look into him a bit more to see what he's about. At this moment, um, I'm in my car in the parking lot. It's about 6.30 p.m. I had gotten home from work, and I'm just looking at this book and Googling this demon on my phone. I remember an old website I used to visit during my high school times. And um, he's saying, um, um, Echo's saying, I'm currently 28 for reference. It was, okay, so it was your run-of-the-mill Angel Fire websites, but this specific one that I knew of, had been taken down multiple times since I was 17, but it always resurfaces Mm. under a different domain name. Mm. That is so interesting. So angel fire. I mean, that makes sense because demons are supposed to be fallen angels, right? Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Interesting that it keeps getting taken down and then resurfacing. Yeah. Um, I'm reading into Agaris, and it talks about how he's the first Duke of Hell that uh, that reigns of the eastern winds, that this demon teaches languages. That's, like, very huh. helpful. Thank you. Uh, so, teaches languages. Well, okay, really quick. In some of the cases that we've done, we, we talk about how, like, the demon, demons know all languages. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I, that's what, that's my understanding. That's what I feel like we saw, like, in the Annalise Michelle case. Because they are extremely old mm-hmm. before, so they, they know all the, all the languages, but I think it's also they can pick up, I'm sure they've got their, they, they'll have their original languages as well. Yeah. So the language thing is, is interesting that that comes up. Um, but, okay, so, so it, this one teaches languages. Causes earthquakes, chases back those that run away, 
and makes those who run stand still. Interesting. Very spooky. So basically, like, it sounds like only for those people that are being uh, a little flighty I mean, and or yeah. dickish. Hopefully so. Hopefully okay. so. Earthquakes are a bit destructive, yeah, but it does sound like, you know, if you're extra. a demon, then then that's something you're going to be doing. Um, it also said something about when a demon is near um, that wishes to share its energies, it'll feel like an electric shock going through your body, followed by a heat so intense that it feels as though you're burning, but you feel no pain. By this time, it's getting late. I'm freaking myself out because his name kept popping up before I had looked into him. Um, I needed to shower that day, and I decided I was too freaked out to shower at night, so I would shower right then. Good call. Yeah. I go inside, and the bathroom is being occupied by my brother. When he gets out, I don't notice, and my sister hops in, and she normally takes an hour or two. So by the time she gets out, it's around 10 or 11. And my dad calls saying he needed help because his car needed a jump. So I go help him and we get home slightly past midnight. And by the time I shower, it's like 1 a.m., which is exactly what I was trying to avoid. Oh, no good. Something is messing with the situation. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Potentially so. It's weird. I've always heard people say that when greater forces are at work, the world will always try to spin things in those energies' favors or prevent you from whatever, which really kind of does sound like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I digress. So I hop in the shower right away, and everything is honky-dory. Great. (laughs) Up until I need to shampoo my hair, which is when you're at your most vulnerable. So vulnerable. Oh, God. As I shampoo, I start hearing light knocks on the door. Mm -hmm. I know it's not anyone because everyone is asleep, so I try not to pay attention to it. After two or three times, it stops. But then the water starts going from freezing cold to burning hot repeatedly. Whoa. Ah! That seems hard to do. That would be very hard to do, and I know that's not something a shower just does. No. Okay. At this point, I'm starting to panic a bit. Rightfully so. Indeed. But trying to remain calm, I try to wash off the shampoo, because at this point, all I want is to get out as soon as possible, but as luck would have it, That just isn't in the cards, because as soon as I close my eyes to wash off my hair, I feel this intense pressure on my head, and the sound of everything got dim. It was like I was dunked into the deepest depths of the ocean in a second, and the pressure was squeezing my head at the the same time this is happening. All I can see when when I close my eyes... Can I say that in here? Yeah, I mean, I've already said it. You have? Uh, Your feet, you're you're so nice. Okay, just checking. I'm pretty sure I've thrown out every demon name in in my closet, so. All right, well, we'll just send some light. We'll send some light around. Again, I really don't think you can make it that much worse. Okay, sweet. Sorry, closet. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay, so. 
At the same time this is happening, all I can see when I close my eyes is the word Beelzebub. 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 That sounds better. The way I said it was kind of fun. (laughs) Beelzebub. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean it. That's awesome. Okay, Josie got it right. That's um, that's not, that's not the word you want to see in your mind. Oh God. No, thank you. And I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. That's so scary. Um, and they said, uh, so I closed my eyes. All the only thing I can see is the word Beelzebub, and I all I could see is this in scribble font in my head. So that what you're telling me is that it's crisp and clear as a visual in your head, which is horrifying. The sensation of all this was so intense that I could not close my eyes. I wouldn't want to either. I refused to close them and resorted to washing my hair with my eyes open, Mm. having them be burned by the shampoo, but even that felt better than the sensations that would come over me when I closed my eyes. After I washed off my shampoo, the curtains started to flap wildly. As if this wasn't bad enough. Oh, Echo. Like if someone was grabbing it at the center and shaking it back and forth. Oh, my goodness. The fear at this point was so intense that my mind was going blank in the panic. What else can you possibly do in that situation? Like, black out. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's, like, that's, that's, this is, like, my worst fear. This is not, because, I like, I've told you, Caitlin, a thousand times, but anyone who's listened, I, that is what I do not want to, no. I will talk about it. I do not want to experience anything evil in that regard nothing demonic no thank you and this is just a pot of it a whole pot of the demons oh my god oh my god oh i feel my heart for you i'm so sorry um okay so now you're dealing with the curtain flapping back and forth wildly horrifying i decide to grab the curtain and peek out after a few minutes of being frozen in fear wow you are brave The second I grab the curtain, I feel a shock go through my arm and into my body. It kind of felt like when your leg falls asleep, that prickly, shocky feeling. Mm-hmm. I totally know what you're talking about. I felt a streak go through my arm and into my body. I froze for a few seconds before getting the courage once more to open up the curtain. Whew. When I do, there's nothing in the bathroom that I could see. But the atmosphere is definitely different. So much more heavy and looming. Mm. What really fucked with me, though, was that when I opened the curtain and peeked out, there was a very slight delay in my reflection. What? 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 I think I would die. I, I think I would have blacked out long ago. That's unworldly. That's sketchy. I know for a fact I saw it. I know I did. We believe you. Uh-huh. And again, the fear of it, the fear of it all, I just froze and I stayed staring at my own reflection. That's what I would do. I'd be like, mess up again. <laughs> like, I'm watching. I'd be like, Duh. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even want to try. I would be like, I'm going to move as slow as possible, so hopefully it does follow me. Yes, please. Because I don't want to know. Please match me, reflection. Uh. 
I must have been looking at myself for a solid four-ish minutes, trying to catch my reflection slipping. Yeah. When I realized something. I was holding the curtain back so I could peek out. My reflection mm, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't doing that. I just got the worst chills. I, I just got it. the worst chills. I wasn't even thinking about oh, that. So you're like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit shit actually. Oh, what's been staring at me? Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We had to. I hate mirrors. I This is so fucking scary. <clears throat> the moment I noticed this, I jumped back and did the only thing I could think of. I had my back to the wall, I wasn't moving, and I start praying, uh, and I started praying, asking Jesus to save me. Mm. I was apologizing. That's what I would do. I'd be like, I don't know, just, uh, oh my God, anything you can possibly do. Uh, my mom is heavily religious, and because of her, me and my brother were made to memorize our prayers, but we know them in Spanish, being Mexican. Oh, cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, as I was apologizing, I want you to keep in mind that the curtains are still going crazy in front of me. Oh, the water is still changing temperatures back and forth. And the whole time there is this foreboding, overwhelming, malevolent energy that has me convinced there is a man standing on the other side of the curtain just waiting for me to make the wrong move. <sighs> so I feel like... Echo was looking at their reflection. And then as soon as they noticed that it was off, I feel like that's when the temperature and the curtain started going again. Probably. Oh, my God. I'm in tears at this point. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Oh, my gosh. You are so brave for, like, even, like, looking at your reflection or grabbing the curtain. So brave. So I'm in tears at this point. I'm praying in Spanish, saying the, the Holy Father and the St. Mary prayer over and over. And after repeating them maybe three or four times in my mind, it goes blank. Oh, I can't, for the life of me, remember the prayers anymore. I try to calm down. I try to say them slowly, but I can't get more than two words out. Mm. Now there's banging on the door, too. That's, this is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. I'm in a frenzy at this point. I'm so confused, scared, lost. I'm accepting my fate and decide I'm going to grab my phone. I poke my hand out and grab it. Oh, thank good. I'm glad that nothing grabbed you back. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's so scary. Um, they, and they, they say, you know, thank goodness for my phone being waterproof. And as I'm trying to Google the prayer, I can't for the life of re life of me, remember the name of the prayer or how to find it. Just as I'm losing hope, a name pops into my head. Uh, Michael. Yeah. 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 And remember how he's supposed to be the one that cast Lucifer down from the heavens? Mm -hmm. One of the strongest angels. So I did just that. I googled a prayer to Michael. I can't remember what popped up, but I remember reading his prayer over and over and in less than what seemed like just a few moments pass. And the curtain stopped shaking so violently. 
and the water pressure goes down, it stops changing temperatures, and stays at a nice warm setting, and that overlooming dread that was there is now suddenly gone. I mean, just as bad can pop into your head, just as good can too. Wow. Which is really, really interesting. And thank and thank goodness you were that's honestly I almost feel like that's like echo being able to pull in light mm-hmm. when needed mm-hmm. it's, it definitely you are being attacked physically mentally psychically it's really truly horrifying okay so but now it's gone it literally felt normal I was so confused. I instantly left, and then the shock of it all instantly passed out. Oh, of course. I think maybe I think I think Echo means it felt like we fell asleep, probably. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Oh my gosh! Like that was what did I just go through? Oh my god! That is, I don't even know how you handle that or how you process that or anything. How do you shower again? Mm. I'd be so scared. Yeah, don't. Uh, Never again. The next day, I'm in the bathroom at work, getting ready to go on a break, just thinking of everything that happened. I open up Google and notice that the page I clearly remember closing, that um, that Angel Fire page, was open and on the spot that said how when a demon tries to share its energies, it feels like electricity. And I remembered how. <coughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Feels like electricity. And I remembered how I had that prickly feeling surge through me and wondered if that might have been it. I kept reading as it said something along the lines of um, powerful entities will feel intimidating regardless of what their intentions are. They are powerful demons, after all. And then something clicked in my head. An idea came floating by, and for whatever reason, out loud, I said, Wait a second. Are you shitting me? Are you really telling me that the intense fear of last night was nothing, like, bad, but just the demon fucking showing himself? And then the lights flickered in the bathroom. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's what I was thinking the whole time when you were mentioning in, at the beginning of the story, feeling that electric shock. And then when they mentioned it going up the arm, I was like, that's it. That is totally it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What? Now I don't want to feel that. Now I'm, thank you for, for sharing, but damn it. Oh, there's, there's more. There's a little more. Now, well, see, now if I feel any sort of shocky thing, I'm going to be horrified. You're going to be nervous. Feel. Fill my brain with more things to be scared of, please. Well, so the lights have flickered. And, you know, you also kind of feel like, I feel like when that happens, sometimes you can get like an internal answer too. So Echo got that that was, and and they said, I took it as a yes. Okay. And left to go to my car for a break where my book was open to the Demon Agaris page. Ooh. I took that as my confirmation of everything that had happened. That same day after work, I got home and questioned everyone about the night before. Um, yeah, cause probably because of the, you know, being like, hey, that was really loud last night. Did you hear yeah. any of that? But no one had heard anything. Apparently, they were all fast asleep and heard none of the commotion. Um, 
But they do say, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised. That was loud. Things were happening. Anyway, all in all, it gave me enough of a scare that I took a break from everything, not just because it was a lot to unpack um, and think about, but because it resembled too close to a haunting I went through in high school, a haunting that till this day, uh, to this day, I'm afraid to even think of because of the fear that it might bring the entities that tortured me and indirectly my family for over Mm. two years right back. And the woman that cleansed and finally was able to get rid of them from me has since passed away. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that you went through that. I'm so sorry. No one should have to deal with this stuff. No. Oh, man. That's really scary. So I definitely understand you wanting to take a break. Yeah. Um, They say, um, so Echo ends with, um, I hope this meets your spooky qualifications. It It sure does, Echo. Morty. Yes, it does. Let me know if you want to hear more stories. We sure do. These were very spooky. Those are so spooky. But I don't want you to have to, like, bring up anything that would put you in a state of risk. Yeah, I agree with that. We feel very honored that you shared that this you story. That you shared what you did. It's incredible. And I, oh my gosh, to have to go through that. I think it's really cool that you're working on your your, your spiritualistic side. And um, I, I learned some things too. Absolutely. And it sounds like, it sounds like, I feel like you have some abilities because it sounds like the other stories that Echo has includes, um, having experiences with shadow people at work, rosaries breaking, doors slamming, um, a little dead girl appearing, um, a Ouija board experience, a couple of spooky forest stories, and a few conjuration attempts. Um, I hope to have many more experiences, more intense each time. Ah! You are a go-getter. very brave. Yeah, not us. Again, we're low-key, but love to hear about the high-key. For sure. Um, And then I love it because Echo says, until next time, stay spooky. Keep being spooky, Echo. Keep being spooky, Echo. Be safe, though, Echo. Be safe. Be the most safe as you can. But it sounds like you were ultimately unharmed. Just, Um, Just got a very solid spooking. You also sound like you've got a lot of tools in your in your belt that will protect you and you kind of know how to move through these things so well and then what I'm wondering is because with the way that they laid out the stories it's interesting the head story came first yeah so then echo are you saying that you think that the floating head that you saw was demon agaris is that what you is that what you're saying that it could have been because maybe, like, maybe so. And if that was it, it sounds like it wasn't being harmful or scary or anything. So that could be good. But I don't know what. I don't know what it was. I don't know who it was. And as long as you are safe and you are happy and then I say, you know, you do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Keep on rocking and rolling. Not learning. These are. And setting those boundaries. That's right. All the boundaries. That's amazing. One more listener story. One more story. So this comes from Rochelle, who I recently just met. Hello, Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Thank you for sending me your stories. Welcome. This is amazing. All right. Living in historical Pennsylvania has definitely been interesting between the old lands, houses, and small towns with histories of tragedy. 
I currently reside in a small town in northeastern Pennsylvania called Northampton County. She's got a, we got a few stories here. This first one is Bethlehem Farmlands. We used to live in a small condo in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, near a dairy farm. In that home, we would experience odd things happening, and one day I knew it was time to move when two occurrences happened in one day. Oh. My daughter and husband both fell down the steps. Oh my god. That's awful. Their injuries, just cuts and bruises. When we returned from the ER, later that night, a mirror fell off my wall and landed on my baby but did not break. You are under attack. My goodness. That's not okay. Not okay. Your baby's being targeted. Oh my goodness. At first, we thought maybe she should, she just banged on the wall and it fell. But then one day when one of my Facebook photos came up as a memory, I noticed when I zoomed in, a shadow figure, half body, was in my daughter's bedroom in the background. I thought maybe it was the flash or something, but there really is no way to explain it. I've attached the photo here. And she did attach it, and I was taking a gander. And you can see, like, this darker shadow figure. Oh, shit. That's it. (gasps) That's it? That's it. Oh, my gosh. You can see, like, the arm. (gasps) Oh, my God, you're right. We were looking somewhere else where I thought I could see it. And I was like, maybe. (gasps) No, I just saw it. Oh, my God. Now it's so clear. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, I would move, too. And I'm so sorry you had to have those, like, warnings before. Well, just basically being attacked. That's full-on attack. I hope your husband and your baby are okay. They're also, they're so cute. Oh, my God. They're so cute. Those cheeks. The cheeks. The baby cheeks. cheeks. Oh, my God. I want to squish so, so precious. Yeah. Beautiful family. Um, after doing some research and talking to the local farmers, we found out that the land we were living on was built on Indian lands. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm saying oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because that's not good. Nope. And Indian women and children were killed back in the early settler days, of course. I started saging more often that time in hopes the negative experiences would stop we finally ended up moving to have more peace in our lives good i'm glad that you got out of there i'm sorry you you had to go oh my gosh seriously get out of there i'm so glad yeah no no when it's time uh this next one is the cottage in the woods when i was single before i met my husband i used to live in salisbury township in pennsylvania I thought I found the most perfect cottage in the woods. It was a one-bedroom, one-bath, snow-white cottage, I called it. Aww. Yeah. Listed below is a picture for reference. I lived there alone and thought this was a perfect home for me being away from people and and appreciating nature. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And the the picture of the cottage is so cute. super cute. That's where I would want to be. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not anymore. Well, yes, we'll have to find out. It was actually one of the worst experiences of my life. No. I hated when it got dark because it was very creepy. I slept with the lights on in the living room. I had an old school radio in my kitchen that was a small one in the wall by the stove. Between 2 to 4 a.m. it would turn on. Eventually, 
I would just turn it on myself so that it didn't wake me up at 2 a.m. anymore. That's a good idea. That is clever. You're like, you know what? I'm going to beat you to it. I'm going to take your fun away. I'll turn it on myself. My washer and dryer was in the kitchen as well. And one night, the dryer turned on. I tried to debunk and thought, okay, I must have forgotten to put it on the off setting until it happened again. And I had not done laundry in a week at that time. I went to see a Santeria priestess in Allenstown, Pennsylvania, which was recommended by a boyfriend at the time. Her shop was small and she knew I was sort of skeptical. She gave me 15 minutes and told me my grandmother was dying and wanted to tell me something in quotations and told me to sleep with the lights on wherever I was living at. That's weird. Why does it have to be wherever you go? Maybe she's just talking about this place. Maybe. Like currently, wherever you're living at. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Okay. Well, and she's been doing that. Yeah, so you're you're on point. You're you're ahead of the game. You knew. I told her about what was happening in my cottage and she gave me a pouch that smelled like cinnamon and lemons. She told me to keep it with me at all times for protection. When I did that, things actually got worse. I started sleeping in the living room because I felt paranoid in my room with the radio and the dryer turning on randomly. When I slept in my living room, I would wake up with feeling like something touched my feet under the blanket. Under the blanket? Gross. That's so violating. I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. That's how I would feel. I would feel like that too. Fuck that. One night, I woke up, looked to my left, and saw someone standing in my bedroom doorway in the corner who poked their head out, then went back again, almost like hide and seek. <gasps> oh. Like a fucked up hide and seek. I'm glad you weren't in there. I'm glad you moved to the living room. I had just woken up. So I said out loud, Oma, which was my grandma. And I don't know why I even said that because it did not look like her. I got my shit, got up and drove to my boyfriend's house at 2 a.m. Smart. I only returned during the day, but at night I slept there at his house until the end of my lease. One day when I got home, I was in my kitchen and I heard a very loud bark. No. (gasps) No. Oh my god, just hear just right seeing the word bark. Oh just demons. Um it was like a deep loud one, and I went into the living room. Like, am I hearing shit again? I was so confused and swore I imagined it. I ended up burying the pouch of lemon scented whatever. It was outside and had my Bible open in the living room instead. Nice. Yeah, get rid of that. That's not helping. Yeah. It made me feel better because I didn't know what was inside the pouch. I was just told never to open it when it was given to me. Well, that's, that's ominous. really sketchy. My grandmother passed eventually during the time living there, and I never went back to the priestess ever again. I'm sorry that you, your grandma, passed. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Um, And I think that you made the right choice by not going back to that priestess, because it didn't sound... does not sound helpful. It sounds like... I feel like she gave you something bad. Yeah, that's interesting. Especially if she's like... And don't ever look in the pouch. Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just keep it with you. Yeah, you should always, I feel like... I need to know why. I feel like an honest practitioner would be like, here's what's in it. Yeah. Here's why this is in it. This stuff's in it. Yeah, I don't know. But good call. I did some research of where I was living, and it was on Stone Ridge Road in Amos, but Salisbury Township territory. I found out in the early 2000s A girl was murdered in Reading, Pennsylvania. 
and her body was dropped off and burned on the hill where I was living. Oh my gosh! Even though it didn't happen in my cottage, I was wondering if that energy just ended up trickling down. Not sure. I could see it definitely trickling down. Maybe the energy of the killer or something else. It sounds like a lot went on in that area. This one, she talks about hospice. Oh, yeah. I left the ICU eventually and started working in hospice in 2020. Badass. And thank you. Thank you, Rachel. I always had a ritual that when I got called to pronounce a death, I would change my clothes outside and shower immediately. Doing postmortem care was priority to give the deceased a dignified last departure of their home or wherever they were residing. The few times I had been too tired to shower, so I changed my clothes instead, but noticed I had some energy carried over from the deceased in my home or car, so I started doing it again. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. It's kind of neat that you sort of got to experiment. Yeah, and like, okay, so when I do completely cleanse myself, it works, and when I don't, you still you get some of that yeah, so attachment. Cleanse yourselves. Cleanse yourself. I always talk to them, even though they had passed, to tell them what I was doing and why so that they didn't haunt me when I left. It was just a habit I picked up from another nurse who trained me. Okay, John, I'm putting on your sweater your wife wants you to wear because it's cold outside. And if I clean their face or wrap their jaw shut, I would tell them I have to do this because you don't want to catch flies. As a joke. No, that's awesome. When someone dies, their mouth is rigid and it opens. I push it shut and tie a string around them under the jaw to top off their head. You're you're really badass, by the way, because I would be too scared. What an interesting job. Yeah, and I didn't know that about the... I mean, it makes sense, I guess, with rigor mortis, but I didn't, I I didn't ever think about that. Mm -mm. Then I have a string for their hands and feet, like the same material they use on the chicken when you take it out of the bag before you cook it. Interesting. The wrist would always be a pain because a dead body is super heavy and rag dog-like, so trying, so tying the wrist together was priority. I learned early on that someone would still have air in their lungs, so be mindful when turning their bodies. One time, I jumped because when I turned them, they let out a big sigh (laughs) with a groan, and it freaked me out. A lot of deaths occur when family and staff are not around the person. It's like their last control that they have. We would always tell people that may be holding on to be modest because they don't want to pass in front of you. There were times I would do a visit. We would call them dailies when someone is actively dying. I would tell the family, go shower or go get coffee while I'm here. As soon as they would leave, the patient would take their last breath. That's so interesting. I never thought about that either. I usually thought if someone was surrounded or were around a loved one that they would choose to pass when they're around. But I I definitely see the other side. Yeah. Being like, I I would actually rather do this by myself Mm -hmm. or like it seems... I don't know. I don't know, but it makes sense. And I never thought about it that way. The first few seconds after death, it's weird. Like you're not sure if they're really, if they really died or not yet because they're still warm and you can still feel the pulse. The heart stops, but the body is just slowing down. Oh my goodness. I push the eyelids shut before someone passes the days before and it's very tacky. So it usually stays. Ah. 
When it doesn't, I usually get permission to use some Vaseline to help them shut. Before I leave a death, I always say goodbye to the deceased and tell them that they can't follow me home. That's what we do. When we leave, like, a cemetery leave, or a yeah, place. A spooky yeah. place, so you can't follow can't, us. Sorry, can't follow us. Very smart. Also, a superstition and maybe known hospice fact is that they die in threes. Oh. Usually, if my shift or weekend starts with a death, it's guaranteed I'll have three by the end of the weekend. Wow. We call them death by threes. Why wow. would that be? That's so interesting. It's a lot of, like, the, th- the three thing is very big, but I... why not tie it to death? That is, thank you for doing that type of work. It takes a special kind of human to do that. And Seriously. Really interesting to hear about how. Yeah, like the details. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. You're amazing. We got one more from Rochelle. Rochelle. My new home. My previous landlord was selling her home, so we had to leave by the end of the year. We found an older home for rent. Four bed, two bath. We thought this is perfect. I began feeling uneasy in my daughter's room and couldn't sleep in there with her, and neither could she. After doing some research of the previous owner, I found out the family who lived there had died here. Oh, God. Oh, no. Not at the same time, but over generations. The house was built in 1902. The last owner died in my daughter's room the year before we moved in and was purchased at an estate sale, which is how we got it in then for lease. I was angry with the new landlord at why she didn't disclose that. This man died in my daughter's room and she claimed she didn't know, but I think she did and wanted to make a quick sale. I feel like most of the time they do know that. Yep. Uh, Since learning this, I found his name was John and he was a Jehovah's Witness. Interesting. I immediately started saging. I sage every month now and alternate between Palo Santo as well. Love, Palo Santo. I keep a Bible open in her room to keep the peace. In the beginning, we had our basement flooded, lack of hot water randomly, and wasn't able to hang pictures on the wall because frames would just fall apart. Oh. Oh, because frames would just fall. Oh my gosh. Eventually, when I found out his name, I would just say out loud, John, I live here now. I respect your home. We want to be here in peace. Please let us rest here until our lease is up. We won't damage your home and are doing our best here. I would always say out loud my intention for a room or a decor. Like, for example, I'm going to hang some decor for the room to match my bed. In the beginning, the thermostat would change, and I would argue with my husband constantly in the winter about turning the AC on, and he would swear he turned the heat on. It stopped and doesn't happen anymore, but I believe it's because I coexist with John and feel he is cordial with us living here. I know he's around, but I remind him that he is a Jehovah's Witness and should move on and not linger here. That's a good point. Yeah. We won't damage his home while we are here. I feel like he keeps me company when I work from home, and he's a very friendly ghost. I still sage monthly and do my routine to keep the energy down. Rochelle. Girl. Good for... I feel like that takes a lot of skill to develop a relationship with the spirit of the home. Mm Mm-hmm. And get to a place where you guys can be cordial and he stopped messing with stuff. Well, and again, the boundaries. Boundaries. Just saying exactly what's up. Saying what you're going to do. And uh, just being able to kind of coexist, mm-hmm. I think, is, is really incredible. Yeah. And it's, I think, not obvious to most of us. No. To think of doing that. Yeah. And just to be right away, I think your experience working in hospice was probably super helpful and 
Oh my gosh, I just can't even. You're so brave. Oh, you kick butt. And your daughter is so lucky. So oh lucky. Oh my gosh, that's right. Because you were a protective mama bear keeping the peace. Keep that peace. Keeping all the pieces. Good job, Rochelle. All right. But to Kelsey and Echo and Rochelle, thank you so much for writing in your stories. Like we said in the beginning, this is a huge deal for us. It means the world. It really does. It really does. And and to have some like kick-ass stories, like Ugh. these were amazing Ugh. and very spooky. Nothing crouching under my table. Thank you. No. No. Nothing. No. Fucking thank with you. my shower. Uh. Yeah. No to crouching. No to. Uh, no floating heads. Thank no you. No to floating hens. Mm-hmm. No to. Uh, no to stuff poking out of my bedroom. Yeah. No touching my feet under the blankets. I'm just not gonna prepare a dead body. I can't do that either. I can't do it. I can't do it. Thank you so much again for doing this. And we hope we did your stories justice. Yeah. We take it as a very important responsibility. If you're willing to write in your stories to us, we want to make sure that we're reading them and interpreting them. And just we it's a lot of responsibility to make sure that we represent them correctly. So thank you guys so much for entrusting us with that. Um, it was also really fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, because these are things that we've never heard. So. Mm-mm. This is the juicy stuff. This is the stuff that is so much fun to talk about and relate to others with. Because, you know, aside from us telling each other what what scares us and the research that we do, this is so authentic. And this comes from you guys. And it is super special. Please keep writing in your stories. We would love to do more of um, episodes like this, more of these Mm -hmm. eerie encounters. And when you write them in, we get to hear your voices in them and your perspective. Please keep writing them in. All right, team. Until next time. Stay spooky. And we love you. Light and light. (laughs) 